This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's going on, Raider Nation? Rolling into episode 51, something that I thought that you guys could really use to entertain yourselves during this bye week. Of course, we're coming off like a hot ending of our final two games going into this bye week. So I know if you guys are just like me, Raider Nation is out there just wanting more and more Raiders content right now to fill in the gap uh, until we go to Lambeau Field next week. So I basically thought, hmm, what can I do to make this bye week episode my best episode yet? So I thought, why not go out and get the best guest I can get? So coming up shortly, we're going to go through some announcements and stuff that's happened during the week. But coming up shortly, we're going to be joined by Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. Uh, we're just going to chop some things up. You guys know how I interview my guest. I like to talk about things you know, all over the globe, not just football. So we're going to see how that goes. But first, like I said, there's a lot of content, a lot of stuff that happened this week. A big interview. I'm not going to waste any time. Let's go ahead and let's get into some of these announcements. On Monday, the Raiders added cornerback Nevin Lawson to the active roster. He came off suspension last week, and I believe the team had something like 10 days to make the actual roster transaction to make him active. And in the corresponding move, uh, that resulted in actually waiving rookie guard Lester Cotton. Lester Cotton, a guy I actually really liked a lot. They ended up later signing him to the practice squad, which was huge. That's a good, big, meaty guy at the guard position in there that can, uh, I don't know, maybe develop into something in the future. At least maybe a, a, a you know surefire backup in the future. Um, but Nevin Lawson, I don't see as like a really big move. Maybe it gives us some more corner depth now. But I wasn't like a big fan of Nevin Lawson from what we saw in the preseason. I don't expect him to take a whole lot of snaps. Although now we're saying uh, with him coming back, John Gruden did state that he would like to see Daryl Worley go into more of a hybrid role, playing a little bit of safety too. So we're going to see what that turns into. But uh, for now, I really like our Eric Harris and Carl Joseph safety duo we got going on. So I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with the defense now. It's official. Eddie Pinheiro kicked in his fifth game this season for the Bears, completing the trade with us, giving us the conditional seventh round pick. Also still on Monday, the Raiders traded a 2021 fifth round pick for Bills wide receiver Zay Jones. Wide receiver Marcel Aitman was waived in a corresponding move. Now looking at Zay Jones coming into this roster, kind of another big body. He ran like what was like a 4-4-5 or something like that. I mean, he's a pretty fast guy. 
my initial, uh, you know, I do some research. I like to some of these players. I, I go back to some of their fan bases. And before the actual trade happened, I've seen some recent articles that the Bills fans were pretty disappointed in Zay Jones and what he brought to the team this year. Last season, I mean, he caught like something between like seven and nine touchdowns. Something really good. He was very productive for him. But at the beginning of this season, they were absolutely disappointed. So maybe something like this could be a fresh start for Zay. Um, he's had a few, I don't know, maybe not legal issues, but he did have that TMZ report of him fighting like butt naked in the hallway. So uh, hopefully everything there is taken care of and hopefully he's ready to get to playing some football in the silver and black. Defensive end Arden Key suffered a strained patellar tendon during the game in London, a source says. He's expected to miss a couple weeks and the team worked out edge players as a result. I don't think anybody was signed or anything was really taken serious at the moment, but obviously we're testing the waters just in case we do need to add another edge rusher. Defensive tackle Justin Jelly Ellis was released from IR on an injury settlement Tuesday. Obviously, Justin Ellis was a guy that the franchise, you know, kind of not glorified for a while, but they kind of seen him as hopefully being maybe a cornerstone player, but he couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay on the field. And you guys know how John Gruden is. The best ability is availability, and that's something that'll really make him mad. So, Justin Ellis, gone. The Vontez Perfect hearing was Tuesday. John Gruden and Derek Carr both gave statements at the hearing, talking about his outstanding behavior and even comparing the league's prejudice against the Raiders. There's probably a good argument in there, but the suspension stands. Perfect is now out still for the year. Jonathan Abram made some appearances this week on television broadcasts and even some podcasts. Make sure you check out his interview with Adam Lefko on his podcast. And he had a conversation with a much-hated first-take guys, uh, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. One thing's for sure, man, I miss that dude on the field. But it's cool to see his presence you know, being felt around Raider Nation, really standing up, speaking up for his, his teammates, for Raiders fans, uh, kind of just being the voice of reason going out there and you know, shutting people up a little bit. So I uh, definitely miss Jonathan Abram this season. Can't wait for 2020. On Thursday, the Raiders cut wide receiver J.J. Nelson and re-signed wide receiver Marcel Aitman, who was cut to make room for returning cornerback Nevin Lawson. So just like I said earlier with Justin Ellis, the best ability to John Gruden is availability, and J.J. Nelson just could not stay healthy, stay on the field. I think he only played, what, one game for us? Uh, I mean, slightly productive. He had that one big play, that one big catch, but besides that, wasn't doing much. Um, I think he was dealing with some sort of high ankle and then it ended up being like a knee issue. So JJ Nelson just couldn't get on the field. That wasn't going to happen. John Gruden wasn't liking that at all. Uh, so he's gone and we brought back Marcel Aitman, who was, you know, I guess had a, uh, two or three day leave, but that's okay. During the bye week nobody was practicing anyway. So he did not miss a beat. So that does it for the announcements this week. Like I've been saying, we got a lot of content this episode. I'm expecting this next interview with my buddy here to take up most of the show, so I wanted to buzz right through those announcements and get them out of the way. I know there's a lot going on right now in Raiders news, but I know why you guys came to this podcast and why you really want to listen to it right now. So I'm going to take this short break, um, and when we come back, joining me is going to be Oakland Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. Joining me now, former Fresno State quarterback, maybe the best player to suit up 
for the Bulldogs, quarterback David Carr. What's up, man? <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I, hold on, before we get started, let me let me redo that. This is that's not that doesn't do do it justice. Joining me now, the three-time Pro Bowl quarterback, the Raiders' all-time leading passer. He also leads the Raiders in all-time completion percentage and is now tied with Ken Stabler in the Raiders' all-time game-winning drives. Coming up with a 17th game-winning drive on Sunday versus the Bears, and in April. I call you Hoodie Carr, but right now, man, this is Oakland Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. What is up, dude? Now that is quite the introduction right there. Man, I'm great. How are you doing, bro? I'm hanging in there. I had a little bit of a rough uh, night last night, but I'm hanging in there. A little food poisoning, but I'm I'm up and alive and ready to go, man. So you're, you're this is MJ flu game for you right now. It basically feels like it, but it's not my first one. I had one with Adam Rank, too, so I've had two MJ flu games. Uh, what up, Michael Jordan? Huh? <laughs> no doubt. That's awesome. <laughs> so how's the family doing? I know you guys uh, traveled back into Bakersfield a little bit, hung out, uh, watched some high school football games. i seen some Bakersfield Christian highlights. What's up? Oh, yeah, man. My nephew, uh, Tyler, he caught two touchdowns last night, which was awesome. My wife and I, our boys, got to see. Yeah. Uh, and then this morning, I got to go see my nephew, Bo, which is Darren's oldest boy or youngest kid oldest boy okay. um and uh and he caught his first ever touchdown eighth grader uh Ooh. playing tight end so it was a good good weekend to watch them play that's some good stuff that's good stuff the only game i went to with them too was a complete blowout and i seen you got to see him go like 64 nothing so it's always good to see always good to see no doubt <laughs> so i mean i feel a little obligated here i don't usually like to talk a whole lot of football with my guests but I feel a little obligated. I feel like the listeners are going to make me want to talk about stuff. So there's a few things I want to ask you, man. Yes, absolutely. You're five weeks into the season. We started off hot. I'd say you guys were you guys were definitely pissed off, you know, given some of those circumstances week one. Um, we had a couple rough games, but we're sitting here on the bye week looking good. We had two big, big wins. How are you feeling, man? Are you having fun out there yet? I, I'm having a blast. And even during the the two games where it wasn't so pretty, uh, that that kind of stuff so when you turn the film on it wasn't glaring things where you're like what the heck is going on it's like stuff that happens usually in the early part of the season uh, mm-hmm. you know easy corrections easy things to fix and as everyone wrote us off and said they'll probably go one and five now uh, <laughs> here we are sitting at three and two at our bye because uh, we made our corrections we knew we had a, we, have, we have a good football team and, uh, once we get everybody healthy and everyone you know full go man we can uh We'd be pretty, pretty strong, pretty strong team, and uh, you know, really make a run for this thing, um, you know. But for two weeks there, obviously, we scared some of the Raider faithful. But uh, <laughs> you know, that that's that's a part of this thing, and uh, glad glad to be on track, um, and excited to, you know, hit, hit this next half of our, you know, forty seven hundred day road stretch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's big time right there. Actually, you guys. Uh... I mean, haven't always been very good on the road, but this year, given the given the lengthy stretch, do you think it helps you actually having a lot of morning games like that in a row? You guys kind of get more adapt to it than going back and forth. Yeah, it really does, to be honest, because we practice early during training camp, you know, and uh, we just get so used to waking up and going. And uh, when we play on the road, and, and it's more so because you know that's a lot of our games are played at that time. Uh, our body clocks are used to having to you know get up and get ready and things like that, and you know compete at the highest level. So. Uh, I, I think that that really had a, I mean, a big impact, definitely, uh, you know, and playing on the road this year. And uh, it started with the way we practiced all training camp. And uh, it's kind of how we practice during the season. Now we wake up and we go and get our work in. And that's kind of how Coach Gruden likes it. And it's obviously it's paid off for us, especially the last two weeks. 
Good stuff, man. I got one question here, just focused on you and your game. I know you're, you're confident in your ability at quarterback. You know, you've got talent, you've got the knowledge, you've got the work ethic, but even like a gifted, smart, hardworking player has some flaws. During this offseason, what are some of the specific things that you focused on and wanted to get better at yourself? Man, really, number one was extending plays, whether that be running or just extending plays in the pocket. And I think through these first five weeks, moving in the pocket and, uh, you know, extending plays and, you know, yeah. uh, scrambling and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. These first five weeks, I've done it more than I have in a long time, you know, to be honest with you. And so it was, a, it was definitely an emphasis that I knew could help our offense. It could help us win football games. And uh, so far it has helped us win a few football games. And so hopefully I can keep, uh, you know, improving on that. Uh, obviously growing in the system, you know, uh, being in the second year and, uh, you know, just trying to be, uh, just that much better uh, with the understanding of what coach expects and what he wants and what he wants checked and when he wants it checked and all those kind of things is the most complicated offense in football, you know, and uh, you know, to have a second year in the system clearly helps, you know, and it's clearly, yeah. cl- clearly an advantage, uh, you know, in that sense, but obviously I wanted to improve on some of the checks and some of the things, uh, you know, this season, uh, you know, so far we've been able to do that and, Really, a lot of it, which is crazy, is in the run game. You know, there were some run checks last year where I'm like, man, I could, you know, got us to this run or got us to this run. And, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know, you see a guy like Josh Jacobs coming in who is completely benefiting from being a great player, completely benefiting from our offensive line, but also benefiting from the scheme. You know, and Coach Gruden putting a lot on my plate, and Coach Cable, you know, with the run checks and things like that. Um, it's really helping him, too, because he's getting in some pretty good looks. And uh, with our with our talent, you know, it's only helping him, and it, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I can see even mate, your pre-snap comfortability right there. That offense is looking really good this year. It's exciting to see you get up there and make the proper adjustments, especially in, like you said, in the run game, getting, creating space for Josh Jacobs. Uh, Raider Nation is absolutely loving number 28 coming out of the backfield. And uh, not even just that, man. You guys brought in a lot of veteran personalities, Trent Brown, LaMarcus Joyner, Tyrell Williams, and you brought in like a unique group of rookies. And in my opinion, it's like super unique. I've never seen a group of rookies come in here like this and make this sort of impact, at least from the fans' point of view. Um, Raider Nation has been loving every single one of them. What's been the impact to the locker room from some of these guys that you brought in? It's been unbelievable, man. You guys came in and, you know, me and and Derek Carrier, you know, he came over to my house. Uh, on Monday or Tuesday this week, you know, to work, get a workout in, in the garage. And, uh, it's one of the main things we were talking about is we couldn't believe, you know, the thing that came up with us is when we were talking about these rookies, I said, man, they're all professionals, <laughs> you know, yeah. not, you don't look at these guys as rookies, man. They're just pros. They get it. They're, uh, able to contribute. They, they know their weaknesses. They know their flaws. They're okay. Admitting their flaws, you know, they're okay. You know, a lot of rookies that come in are just insecure and won't admit it. You know, they want to point a finger, but well, it should have been. It's like, no, man, just get your corrections and move on. You know, like everyone is going to get corrected. And you watch these guys come in and they have no problem. They're like, yeah, dude, I messed that up. My fault. That's my fault. You know, I'll get back, uh, get that back right. And it's like, man, these guys, uh, they already understand what it means to be, uh, you know, a top level pro. And, you know, their effort and their determination uh, is there. So the only the only thing that's going to stop them is just circumstance, right? Uh, yeah. Because these guys uh, are completely uh, understanding of what it means to be a professional in this league. Um, and you got to give a lot of credit to, you know, Mr. Mayock and Coach Gruden, man. They they sought these guys out. They've interviewed them. They obviously went through that rigorous process uh, with the draft and things like that. And, uh, even the guys that were undrafted, you know, these guys come in and you're like, dude, these guys get it. You know, yeah. they, these guys can be Raiders for the next 10 years. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, to see a class from top to bottom, 
uh, be like this. You know, I, I, to be honest, I haven't seen it since, you know, our class, uh, when I came out my rookie year, just everyone getting extended, you know, everyone, yeah. everyone in our class almost got a contract extension. And I feel like these guys will be the exact same way. And speaking of teammates, I got a little game here to play with some of your teammates. You ready for it? Oh, I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to just ask you a few, maybe about four questions. Who's most likely to question? So you just give me a teammate, either, you know, past or now present. Uh, that kind of fits the bill here. Okay, perfect. You have a road game, right? You take the flight, you yep. get there, you land, you're getting ready for the game. What teammate forgot their toothbrush? Oh, man. <laughs> Look, I'm going to just say this, that a, tr- a real thing happened. And it wasn't a toothbrush, but they forgot their toothpaste. And it was Keon Hatcher. And uh-huh. I was able to walk in the hall and share my toothpaste with Keon. <laughs> we did not share toothbrushes. That's good. That's for sure. I would never do that. But uh, that was a true story that Keon forgot some toothpaste, which is a simple mistake. I completely understand, but I'm sorry, Keon. Love you, bro. But he did forget his toothpaste. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> First victim of the teammate game. Next question. Uh, let's say the team goes out to dinner. Everyone orders just a normal meal, right? They just, you know, you know, get a little steak dinner or something. But this guy gets the whole platter, steak, lobster, mashed potatoes. He got an appetizer. He's getting dessert, right? He just ate the whole restaurant. Who is that? Gabe Jackson, 100%, <laughs> not even close. And he will still be hungry afterwards. Uh, you, can ask, you can ask anyone on our team. They've never, even the big guys, they, the big guys take pride in how much food they can eat. They will all take their head off to Gabe Jackson and say, I've never seen someone put food away like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Now, this is a, this is going to be a bad one. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping you throw a teammate under the bus here. Um, I know for a fact that there still has to be a player in your locker room that's just like in high school, right? They're sweaty and they're stinky after practice, but they don't shower, right? They just soak themselves in Axe body spray and they go home. <laughs> Who is that player? I'm going to be completely honest with you. And I'm going to say that I don't really take into account who doesn't shower. Uh, <laughs> and I think that that's completely fair for me. But yeah, yeah. there have been a couple guys that I've heard rumors about uh, that I'm not going to throw under the bus and you can get mad at me for that. Okay, okay. Uh, that, that have not showered in the past, not on this team. Okay, this okay. team's hygiene is at an all-time high. I will say that. Oh, that's good. But that's... in the past, our hygiene wasn't so good, oh. and our record showed. So hopefully, <laughs> with better hygiene, we'll win more games. <laughs> so less acts, more wins. Got it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so last question I got for you. Uh, let's say you retire from the Raiders in 15 years, right? Yep. You're just sitting there, you know, with three Super Bowls. No big deal. But you need a bodyguard now, right? Yes. Now you hire a former teammate. Who is it? Oh, again, Gabe Jackson. Uh, oh. That man uh, is, I mean, we came in together, we're brothers, we're family. Uh, I would say Gabe. Uh, I would also say Lee Smith. Uh, oh, that's Because good one. L- Lee, I think almost everybody would say Lee Smith. He's one of the greatest teammates I've ever had in my life. Um, you know, definitely Lee uh, would be up there for me, too. Uh, Gabe would seriously harm someone for me. Um, really, you know, if I kept going, it's pretty much all the guys that bought for me over the years, they would pretty much kill people for me. So I'd probably pick some of those guys. There you go. There you go. So you got a lot of options. Contrary, I think, comes contrary to, that. to popular belief though. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief though, my offensive line and I actually get along. So if they oh. want to throw that in there, we actually oh, have a good yeah. time together for the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, are you sure? I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. I know. Um, I mean, anyone who's not in our locker room would say otherwise, but I promise we're all right. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter tells me otherwise, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe yeah, Twitter. No doubt. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. I, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> now skipping football for now. That's I'm tired of talking about football here. Um, <laughs> I, I watched you play a lot at Fresno State. I went to a few games. You know, you're you're pretty good. I mean, you weren't as good as David, but you know, you're pretty good over there at Fresno State. <laughs> and after you declared, I, I I'm gonna send just so you know. I don't think David really listens to this, so I'm hoping Darren sends him like sound clips of what I'm pumping he up will, about David sure. here. <laughs> and after you know, you declared for the NFL draft just a few months before the draft. I saw you and your brother Dave at the big man's breakfast in my hometown, Tulare. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, both you and David were there. David shared his testimony declaring, you know, his Super Bowl ring was basically meaningless, compared it to life outside of football. And for me, I'm like, I was like 21 at the time, I think. I was getting sober at the time. I had met my future wife and was currently, you know, trying to turn my life around. So that was, you know, a really big event for me to go to. And up on stage is a guy, you know, probably just a few steps ahead of me in life, about to go in the NFL. You shared your testimony. You know, you get drafted by the Raiders a few months later. And a story that seems to surface every once in a while is the fact that you felt like God wanted you to quit football, but now you've kind of found your balance between football and your faith since the last time or since that time. Um, How exactly did you find that balance and and what did God maybe start speaking to you a little bit different? Well, you know, I started feeling, um, you know, I've never heard an audible voice, you know, uh, you know, yeah, just a feeling. Yeah. When I felt when I, when I tell these stories, you know, sometimes people are like, wait, hold on a second. You know, yeah, <laughs> even yeah, Christian quiet people room. Like, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was literally, I was literally working out, man. I had been working all off season with the Raiders. Obviously I had been, uh, you know, working my tail off, uh, you know, trying to you know, win the backup spot to be completely honest. I'm trying to win the backup spot. And also, you know, if I can sneak my way into the starting spot, that'd be great too. And, yeah. uh, and so I'm working my tail off and, you know, we get to training camp and it was actually, we're working out and it was literally, uh, I'd say two hours before our first practice. And I just had this feeling in my heart and this, I've had this feeling before. Um, it was actually when I gave my life to Christ, I was sitting in church one day and I had been in church a hundred times in my life, uh, uh-huh. but I had been living a certain way that I probably wasn't too proud of. And yeah my heart started beating out of my chest and I was like, dude, I need to make a change with my life because what I'm doing is completely selfish and only about me. And I think that life's more important and bigger than that. And so I sought out the truth and, uh, there in that moment, I gave my life to Christ. Well, I had that same feeling sitting there saying like the feeling was like, you're done playing football. I need you to come and preach my word. And I was like, okay, hold on a second. I have (laughs) worked my entire life, you know, not only to be an NFL quarterback, but to do it for the Raiders. I mean, my goodness, right? That's my, yeah. you know, my, one of my two favorite teams growing up. This, my dad grew up loving these guys. I was like, man, like this is nuts. Right. And, and so I, I went to my head coach and I was like, look, um, coach, when I gave my life to Christ, uh, I made a promise that I would give him everything that I have. And right now I feel like it is not here. I need to be preaching the word. Uh, and obviously you could probably guess how that conversation went. And he told me to just go talk to, talk to Oli. And so I went to talk to Oli because he was my OC again at the time. And Oli gave me a hug, man. He's like, dude, I love you, man. He said, go take some time with your family. Uh, just give it a few hours. And if, if you're done, you're done, man. I I love you. I'm here for you. Um, uh, but if not, we'll take you back, but just go take some time with your family. So we, uh, so I called my wife, she's crying. She's freaking out. Um, we just bought a house already in debt, you know, like, <laughs> Oh gosh, here we go. Uh, and, 
and I get there with my family and we're sitting there and talking and all of a sudden, like just the story of Abraham and Isaac comes to mind. And, uh, you know, without sharing the whole story, it was just this moment where God took him to a place, um, right before he had to do something he really didn't want to do. God provided a way. And, um, and as I'm sitting there, I just, he put that story on my heart and I really felt like in that moment he was, he was sharing with me, you don't know how many people I've asked to do this. And they've all said no. Um, but you were willing to give it up for me. Uh, so go Mm. back. It's not time yet. And if I didn't get that answer, I would have been done playing football. Um, because my faith is 1000% number one and it will be for the rest of my life, uh, because of what I've seen with my own two eyes. Um, and not based on what anybody else has told me, but based on what I've seen and experienced myself. And so, um, you know, I feel like it was a, it was a big moment for me, obviously a big moment for our organization, um, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but it's 100% a true story. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. I went back and I said, Hey guys, thank you for giving me a few hours. Um, it's not time yet. Uh, but there will come a time. Basically probably like, yeah, who cares, man, you're back. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, just means that I will be a, uh, you know, a non-football player a lot longer than I'm a football player. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That's kind of the reason I, I do my podcast the way I do it and get guests on and talk about things outside of just football, because I mean, football is just a small piece of what you guys go through. I mean, you wake up, I mean, you, I like to think you guys eat, sleep and breathe football, but you have families, you have real lives and you have, you know, real things that you lean on. And for you, I mean, you, you lean on God and your faith. And I'm glad now that you're able, I think, you know, in my opinion, whenever I first heard that story, I'm like, well, I'm glad that maybe he realized, hey, you know, God's going to put me up on this platform. He's going to give me this stage. He's going to let me do great things in football. And then it's going to give me an even, even bigger outreach, you know, for him and his word and for him and his kingdom. So yeah, uh, I think that's huge for you. Yeah, you're 100% right. And I think the coolest part about it was, is that I don't think it was for him. I think he knew where my heart was the whole time. I think he knows pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it was more for him to show me that yeah, your heart's in the right place, and that's where it should always remain. And that's awesome. Through the through the losses, through the wins, and our you know O dot co you know chanting MVP every time I'd run on the field in 2016. Yeah. Um, uh, through all of that, I was the same person. Now I've grown in different ways and things like that, but my heart has been the same. That I'm just here to glorify Him, and uh, I'm never going to change that because of I've lived the other way. You know, people see me now. And if I tell them a story about, you know, 10 years ago, they'd be like, there's no way that was you. And I'd be like, well, yeah, it was, but I've been transformed. (laughs) I've been completely changed. So uh, it's, yeah, but it's been awesome, man. Another thing that's huge is family here. And I want to talk about your family a little bit, specifically your brothers. And I like your brothers. You know, I I talked to Darren quite a bit and, uh, you know, I love hitting up David for some knowledge and stuff on the game. If I need to get brushed up a little bit, help understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, but do you understand, man, how blessed you are to have such supportive brothers and, and get two guys that just completely have your back 100%? Oh, I really do. Um, and that's what family is, right? Like you got your back no matter what, even if you yeah. make each other mad, like, yeah, you, you don't get to yell at my brother. I get to yell at my brother, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of, that kind of thing. And, uh, there's been times where I've texted them like, guys, thank you so much, but you do not have to do that. Like, stop. <laughs> like, yeah. please. like it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. I promise. Like, don't worry about it. And they're like, who cares? We're your brothers. You can't stop us. We're older than you. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. like I can't, I can't do anything about it. Uh, cause at the, they're right. And I would do, and they said, what would you do? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'd do the exact same thing. So, yeah. um, I think that we live in an age where 
there's not a lot of people that have each other's backs. And so to have two brothers, two family members that are super close with me, uh, you know, have my back no matter what and uh, stand beside me. I think that's what family is all about. I think too many families give up on each other too soon. And yeah. uh, our family doesn't. And I think it's pretty special if I'm going to be completely honest. And uh, I love them for it, man. Even if, uh, even if they give me headaches sometimes, uh, I, I, I definitely, definitely am never mad at them. I love them for it. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm, I'm glad you talk about that a little bit. And I like to bring it up because for me, I've had, you know, pieces of my family give up too soon on our family. So yeah. I understand, you know, kind of the pain and what it, you know, what it puts the rest of the family through. So yeah. I just, you know, every time I probably talk to you or your brothers, I'll, I'll be sure to remind you guys all the time exactly how blessed you are. And now I'm going to let you, you're saying about yelling at your brothers. I'm going to let you maybe yell at your brothers a little bit here. I heard this story uh, from your brother Dave on a podcast, something about him convincing you to slap your brother Darren on the back of the head. Now, I know there's like two sides to every story or probably, I guess there's three, three sides to this story. So what is this all about, man? Why were you trying to get your big brother to kill you, man? Uh, it was really, so this is where my heart was. Like David came home from college. Obviously, David is my role model. He's quarterback, right? Darren, I live with, so we were like buddies. We're like best friends. We did everything together, right? Yeah. I'd go everywhere with him and play catch. But David was like a role model because he was gone. He was out of the house. So it was like kind of like, man, I, I want to go to college. I want to go to Fresno State. I want to do what he's doing. Yeah. So when he came back into town every weekend, like my, when he told my dad, hey, I'm coming back to town, every weekend he told me he was coming back in town, I was pumped. You know, like big brother's coming back from college. <laughs> it was so yeah. cool. So he shows up and took completely complete advantage of that. And so <laughs> as we're, me and Darren are playing Madden, Darren goes to the bathroom. David said, when he comes back after the first play, I want you to pause the thing, put the controller down nice and smooth, and slap him <laughs> as hard as you can. And don't ask any questions. Don't say anything. Just put the controller down, slap him, and take off. I got your back. And so I was like, really? He said, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, now I'm just here to do whatever my brother says he'll do. Yeah. Right? And so Darren comes back in. We play the first play. There was no anxiety in my heart. There was no stress. I was like, I'm just about to smack this grown man and see what happens. <laughs> and so he comes back in. I hit pause. I put the controller down. And Darren, before he can even say, what do you do? Before he can even get the doing the D out of doing, I smacked him as hard as I could <laughs> and took off. And I was out of the room before he even realized that I really just hit him in the face. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just hear rumbling. Doof, doof, doof. Of just the Hulk running down the hallway and Superman trying to hold on to him with all that he had around the waist. Oh, and my finally, goodness. David held him off long enough, Darren, to calm down and actually <laughs> laugh a little bit. Uh, but I was yelling. I was yelling for my mom. I was yelling for David. I was yelling for anyone that would help. Uh, our neighbor. I was... Anyone that would help, because I knew there was a chance that David was in on it with Darren, but I still wanted to impress my brother. So I definitely <laughs> did hit Darren in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so David seems to be a little bit of the enabler of the family, because when Darren was on here, he told me a story about him making him shoot like an owl, <laughs> something like that. I don't know if you ever heard that story. Yeah, yeah made him shoot an <laughs> owl. But now... I, I got a little backlash here. I knew you're gonna, you know, talk about this this brother story here, slapping Darren. Darren wants me to ask you something here. All right. Um, he wants to know what happened your sophomore year when you guys ran a decathlon. Yes. So <laughs> I will say this that uh, I ended up winning, but there was controversy. No, hold on a second. That's not what that. I heard. That's not what I heard. Now, uh, 
this, it ended on the soccer field. Oh. And we, we got to the soccer field and it was penalty kicks. And Darren doesn't want to believe it, but I did block the last goal. But for some reason, he says that he won. So this is one of those <laughs> mysteries that we none of, no one really knows the truth. I'll just say that. So this is unsolved right now. This is an unsolved mystery. This one's unsolved. We're going to need the Lord to help us with this one because I <laughs> am blanking. But I am 98.7% sure that I won. <laughs> <laughs> now I got one more here. This is from your brother, David. All right. Uh, you guys are playing an online Madden franchise. I think you, you, you already know where this is going. Uh, I want to hear about the greatest game ever and the greatest kick ever. Oh, my gosh. There yeah, is, go ahead. Yep. First of all, there are so, <laughs> so many. Um, and now I'm sure he's referring to the one time that he's won. Uh, <laughs> the one time. And this was the most epic game of all time. It was Sunday night football. And, uh, you know, we'll leave the teams out of it just, just so I don't have yeah. to hear about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh and we're playing, and it was, it was the, to say it was a chess match would be an understatement, uh-huh. uh, because I have played David and Madden probably 500 times in our life, and I know his audibles, I know when he's in certain formations, and I'm in certain looks, what he wants to check, and what he's trying to get to, and all. so basically, he knows that, I know that, and we both play this chess match of 28 years of life against each other, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, three years ago, he checked this versus this look. Like, we are sick like that. We remember these things. Like, mm-hmm. I can remember photographic mm-hmm. shots, snapshots in my brain of every play I've ever run in my football career. Oh, and crap. same thing goes with uh, Matt. I know, oh, he's in an I formation. He's in a slot. He likes these three routes. And if I play cover three, he likes to check to this run or throw this route. Uh-huh. And he knows that, I know that, and we still try and run it, or we still try and make it look the same and do something different. So it was a full game of this. And then I'll just say at the very end, this man, we call it Ice the Kicker, his, uh, all of a sudden, you know, usually on Madden, it goes kind of away, it fades away when the thing is going away. His mm-hmm. thing never showed up. His little <laughs> kicking meter, never. it was a glitch. And he's like, well, here we go. <laughs> and he nails a 58-yard field goal with no kicking meter. He guessed online with the lag and everything, guessed completely right, and nailed it down the pipe and beat me by a field goal. <laughs> what in the world? It was one of the most amazing moments I've ever been a part of. It was oh insane. I was going, that's Heather was probably like, what, are, what is wrong with that? <laughs> like, she was like, what are you? I was like, it's Madden. You just won't believe it. And I tried tell her the story and she's like i'm you know it's okay you know i'm all right but to us it was the greatest moment in madden history for sure (laughs) that is funny man now that pretty much kind of ends my conversation here that i wanted to talk to you about today but i got one last game i want to play with you and i'm you know i'm honored to have you on my podcast here especially during the bye week especially when things are looking really good raider nation's fired up they really want to hear from you yep but i want to get you back on and we're going to play this game and we're going to make a deal if i win then you get to come back on next year during your bye week again. If I lose and you win, I won't make you come back on my show ever again. Deal? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Even though you have the questions, I will say hey, deal. Hey, you just got to believe me that I found a way here <laughs> to you know, I trust keep you. the integrity of the game and not cheat. You know, There's no problem. I trust you. I know you're a Lakers fan. Yes. Um, but I don't think you're a bigger Lakers fan than I am, right? Because I mean, you could dang near you could call me Lake. You can call me Laker Cody, right? <laughs> and 
Now, here's the rules. I'm going to give us three random questions each. Whoever answers the most correct wins. Okay. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I, I know you got to trust me here, but I don't have a production team. I don't, this is my only way of doing things. So you're just going to have, you just have to trust me. <laughs> no problem. Here's your first question. Who is the Lakers all time leading scorer? Oh gosh. Tough question. Cause Kareem has the most points, but Kobe, I'm going to go with Kobe. Yep. That's right. That's correct. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Now my question, my, my question, I guess I'll tell you if I'm correct or not. Um, who was the Lakers all-time leader in free throw percentage? Ooh. Do you have any guesses on this one? Man, that's really tough. Uh, this is, dude, that's, this is easy. Kazzy Russell. You know, Kazzy Lee Russell Jr., the small forward out of Michigan. Six foot five, 218 yeah. pounds. Yeah, he shot yeah. like 87.7% from the line. He, he played in like the 60s and 70s. It was my prime time of watching <laughs> basketball. Awesome. Wow. Next question. This is serious here. Right. This is serious. All right. Uh, this is going to get a little tougher. So, who's the Lakers' okay. all-time leader in assists? What was that one? Who's the Lakers' all-time leading what? I'm sorry. Leader in assists. Leader in assists. Golly. Uh, total assists or assists per game? Uh, total assists. Total assists. This one would be tough. I'm still, because mm. Derek didn't do it. My, oh, man, I'm going to go with Magic. I'm going to go with Magic. Yep, there you go. You're correct. All, All right, right. There we go. All right. Okay. So my question, who's the, who is eighth on the Lakers all-time steals list? Eighth. <laughs> Mad. Okay. So I got to go through the list here. Let me think. You know, there'd be Kobe, Magic, Worthy, Byron Scott, Michael Cooper, yeah. Kareem, right? Derek Fisher, that's seven. <laughs> Who would be eight? Um, oh, you know what it is? It's Norm Nixon. Yeah, he's eighth on the all-time steals <laughs> list. That's who it is. That's okay. Great. That's Oof. a great moment by you. <laughs> Man, that was tough. That was a tough one. So we're tied up right now. We're all tied up. All right. Comes down to this final question. Which former, this is for you, which former Laker suffered from chronic hiccups that didn't let him sleep at night? <laughs> chronic hiccups um oh man i'm just gonna go out on a limb here and i'm gonna say eddie jones <laughs> wrong dude how did you miss that come on dang it it's like the easiest question ac <laughs> green ac green it was ac green the track man dang it yeah yeah power forward first round pick yeah suffered from chronic hiccups he couldn't even sleep more than two hours at night oh yeah, man that's crazy. so so for me, I just got to get one more question right, and I win. And my final question yeah. is, what former Laker was nicknamed the Black Mamba? Oh, Kobe Bryant. Boom. <laughs> Easy. Winner. So whenever that schedule comes out, when that schedule comes out next, next year, Derek, you already know your bye week, how it's going to be <laughs> occupied. You already know what you're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Fair enough. Uh, fair game. Yeah, it was a fair, fair completely fair. I, you know, like I said, I kept the integrity of the game the entire time. Um, did not peek at the answers that were right underneath the question at all once. No, I believe you. Uh, you're yeah. a man of integrity, so that's that a fair, fair game. Uh, I good accept. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, Derek, like I said, man, I, it was a pleasure to have you on here. Um, do you have any message to Raider Nation here for the rest of the season? Oh, man, just uh, when we get home, man, we're going to need you loud uh, yeah. and excited for this run we need to go on. So, you know, we're going to need a full, full, full uh you know, Raider Nation on level 11 is what we're going to need when these yeah. opponents come come to our place because we're going to have our home games just at, just at the right time, you know, uh, for this stretch run. Uh, 
and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to need you. When the offense, hey, hey, when we get a first down, feel yeah. free to go nuts. And then like three seconds later, if you don't mind, yeah. <laughs> just get back to that to that mute button. That'd be great so we can make some checks. <laughs> it takes That'd a while great. to high-five all the people around us, though, in the stands. We got like – I usually hit like six I, to seven hands a game, so it takes a few seconds. If we get if we get six to seven hands on every first down, let's just go back to like two or three and just – the guy we next can to get you. back rolling on schedule. Just and you can, go nuts, next to you. you can go as yeah. loud as you want on the touchdowns. Take, there we go. Go ahead and go nuts on the touchdowns. <laughs> there we go. I'm loving it. We're going to come back home. We got playoff mentality going. Derek, thanks for coming on. I know you got the rest of your bye week to enjoy. Practice starts up next week. Some good stuff, man. I will talk to you next year. Yes, Raider Cody. Appreciate you, man. So that does it for this week's show. Hopefully that got you guys through the bye week a little bit easier. I know how hard it is, especially right now. We're rolling hot. It's hard to take a week off. It's hard to miss out on Raiders football on Sunday. But now I'm dropping this Saturday night, so hopefully your Sunday's a little bit occupied uh, with silver and black content. Hopefully you guys are satisfied. Um, special shout-out. Thanks again, Derek, uh, for making some time in your busy schedule. I know you, this is your bye week, and I feel bad. I know they got the week off, but it's like these football players, they get like the whole week finally to spend with their family, uh, you know, with wife and kids and whatnot. And, go travel and visit. And that's what he was doing. I just so happened to be able to catch him whenever he had a car ride home. Uh, so it was good timing for me. Very blessed to be able to have the opportunity to talk to Derek and for you guys to be able to listen to our conversation. Um, but besides that, if you guys are listening now to this podcast for the first time, make sure you guys subscribe to whatever your favorite platform is. I'd recommend either Apple podcast. If you have an iPhone or Spotify, if you have an Android, uh, you can listen right off my website, RaiderCody.com. Make sure you tune in. I drop about two episodes a week during the season. One post game the night of the game, I will drop an episode, and then sometime in the middle of the week, usually a Thursday, I'll drop a pregame show coming up. Make sure you guys are keeping up on those pregame shows. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we got just one little week now to get through. We're halfway through our bye week, uh, and then we're going to be back and rolling. We got two more road games to get going. My parents will actually be at the Lambo game over there uh, against the Green Bay Packers, uh, so that'll be big time for them. I'll definitely be looking for them in the stands. Um, and then we'll have one last road trip to Houston. And then we'll be able to come home for a couple big home games. So just like Derek said, make sure you guys are ready. You're ready to come home and ready to be loud. But other than that, this episode was brought to you by RaidersBeat.com and the Blue Wire Podcasting Network. Make sure you check out the other podcasts that are affiliated with the network. Uh, I would definitely recommend keeping it 300 with Fallon Smith and James Jones. And now completely converted all Raiders podcasts. They've revamped it all, all focused on the Oakland Raiders. Super good podcast. Probably the only other Raiders podcast that I'm subscribed to besides mine. I don't really listen to my own, but I'm still subscribed to it just to have it. Um, and I'm subscribed to her. So make sure you check out keeping it 300. Uh, but other than that, Raider Nation, hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you guys next week.
I have PenFed, that's a fact. I have PenFed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.